But every year, we ask the Lord to give us a direction here at the church, what we call our New Year's Revelation. Now, next week on January 3rd, I'm going to be talking about our New Year's Revelation for 2021 and what that all means. And I just want to prepare you to be ready for a new thing. We are not going to leave 2020 going into 21 the same way we came into 2020. We are going to move in a new direction. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to do it, though. I wouldn't be surprised if next month, starting even next month, and in, in the first few months of the year, that you begin to see new opportunities for you. Transitions taking place, things in your life, things you've been believing for, asking God for, I just believe that a chapter in the body of Christ has been finished. And the new chapter is beginning. Something new is going to happen in 2021. And I wish I could find out what that is and put my finger on it and really figure out the pulse, but I'm more excited about the journey with God than I am the destination. And I just believe that 2021 is gonna offer some new things for you and I. So don't be surprised if someone knocks on your door or you win the lottery. No, I'm just fine, don't win the lottery. But <laughs> that's gambling, okay, everybody? There's a place for gamblers. I'm just gonna say, if you, what did you say? Oh, man, sorry, online church, you can't hear anything that's happening inside here. But um, um, just just let you know, if you win the lottery this year, you're required to give 10% of that to the church. And <laughs> just teasing. Moving on, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be surprised if a new thing happens with you, something you've been holding on to. God's going to shift directions for your life and to shift directions for your heart in a way where you just go, I never knew this was possible. I never knew this was an opportunity. I never knew this was going to happen. And that's going to require us to be leaning in to the presence of God. It's gonna require you and I to have an ear to the Father's heartbeat. Because if we don't have an ear to the Father's heartbeat, I believe that we will miss the new thing that God wants to do for us and in us. And every year we have this New Year's revelation. Like I said, next year I'll talk more about what this is if you haven't picked up on that theme already. Um, so I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I got to thinking about it as I was preparing this, and I wanted to see what the New Year's revelations have been starting in 2016 for us. Now, if you're a long-timer here, meaning long-timer, not old, okay, but you've been here for a long time, since, since at least I've come in 2015, I was uh, hired on here in 2015 in August, actually July, and got inaugurated. What do they call that? Installed, not inaugurated. <laughs> installed. I got installed in August from the district, and, and uh, that was really, really great. And in 2016, this is something that I've just, this is something my wife and I, we do every year for our own personal families and what we feel God is doing. And so in 2016, for those of you long timers, let's see if you remember some of these things. 2016, our New Year's revelation was come alive. 2017, the New Year's revelation was live the promise. Anybody remember that? No? Okay. 2018, I wouldn't expect you to remember because I, you know, most people can better remember what happened yesterday. 
okay? 2018, the New Year's Revelation was Thrive. Remember Thrive? Okay. 2019, can anybody tell me what 2019 was? Strong, yeah, because you're in first service. <laughs> I tease it. Uh, Don, thanks, Don. 2019 was strong, strong people, strong family, strong church. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, now, I'm gonna encourage the church beginning next week and beginning in the new year to begin to bring your paper Bibles. How many of you own a paper Bible? Okay, there's just something about that paper Bible. I love my digital stuff. I, I use it all the time. I, I've got at my, at, at, at my hand over probably 25,000, literally, I can just, that's, that's pushing it, a couple of hundred of, of translations um, at the click of a button. I can figure out what this works. So, so I love my digital stuff, but there's nothing like a paper Bible. In a paper Bible, you can highlight, you can write, you can date, you can do all these things in a paper Bible. And it's really, really great when you have your Bible, right? And you can look back on the things that God spoke to you when you write it in your Bible. I want you to know that it's okay to write in your Bible, all right? It's okay to highlight your Bible. I had a, I had a teacher one time in school that says the New Testament's the dirty part of the Bible because that's the one that's written in the most, okay? And uh, that's what he told me. And so it's okay to write there. I personally like to have my paper Bible and write in the margins on the sides and date a few things if God spoke to me, something specific about this certain scripture, because then I can go back during the course of the year when I don't necessarily feel God, right? I can look back and see the promise that he spoke, but also it's a great opportunity, if you care about these things, to leave a legacy for your children. When you pass away or when you get older, you can hand your paper Bible, if you keep it, if you think about this long enough, hand your paper Bible to your children, and they'll begin to see the things that God spoke to you. And they'll begin to be encouraged by the things that, that when they are having a difficult time, it'll be, it, it'll be in that Bible and it'll be on that word. They can go back to it and read, how did mom and dad deal with this? Or how did aunt and uncle deal with this? And so I just want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to every week bring your paper Bibles for a few reasons. Paper Bibles can't be tracked. And I'm not playing with that. Okay. Paper Bibles, there's just something good to it. Okay, so enough of the paper Bible. So bring your Bible. So the Bible says, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, it says, a person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? It's really important that we understand that we are directed by the Lord, amen? If we try to make plans on our own, which that's okay to do, and we can do that, and we can set out certain things in our calendars and all this kind of stuff, we have to submit those things unto the Lord so he has full access to our time, our attention, and what he has for us, right? It's okay to have our plans and our steps. God loves that. He's okay with that. But we have to understand that our steps, and when we're talking about steps, we're not talking about the vacation you're going to take or the things like that. We're talking about what happens inside of here. How are you going to live your life? What it's going to be like when you're moving with him to the rhythms of his heartbeat, to where he's stepping, will you step? God's ways are much bigger than ours, amen? And it's really important that we learn to follow after him. 
And it seems so elementary, but it seems sometimes the hardest thing to do for a lot of believers in our culture is just simply following Jesus. I heard a pastor say this one time and it made the most sense to me. He says, following, he said, being a believer is the easiest thing to do. All you have to do is listen to his voice and obey it. Seems easy, doesn't it? It's much more difficult to put into action. So at the beginning of the year in 2020, we had this New Year's revelation called Salvation 2020. In February of 2019, as you saw in the video, I had a dream. It was the worst month that I, that I think that I've had in a really, really long time. And when I say month, it almost seemed like every week something bad was going on. You guys ever had one of those months before? Those seasons in your life? Your car doesn't start, you got a flat tire, you, da, 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 whatever the case is, right? It just seems like everything was right there. I slipped and I fell on the ice and I got a concussion. I don't know why the ice has to be so slippery, but it is. It's not my fault that happened. It's the ice's fault. <laughs> Slip. I had a wisdom tooth taken out. And you guys, if you know me, you know me that I just hate the dentist. I love dentist people, okay? I just, you know, they say we'll be gentle, but they're never really gentle. They grab your mouth and they go, well, how's life going? And they yank it open like this. And you're trying to, they ask you questions while you're getting cleaned up, you know? So how's marriage? <laughs> Can you not talk, please? <laughs> okay. The, the thing that I like about it is going to the treasure chest afterward <laughs> and getting a sticker, right? One of those little hands. I had all these things going on in that month. I, I hurt myself. I, I just had all kinds of things going on. It was just a bad, bad month. I got sick with the flu, right? at the beginning of that time, and, and um, it was just awful. And whatever happened to the flu, by the way? Did that just magically go away? It just went poof. You know what they say, it's because everyone's wearing a mask. But then on the other side of the mouth, they say everyone's getting COVID because no one's wearing a mask. And I just go, pick a lane, people. Like, I'm not, I'm not against masks, I'm not against, I'm just like, come on, man, let's, let's get real about this, okay? So I had the flu in February. It was just a really bad month. And I remember sleeping and, and God, it felt like just God showed up to me in my dream. You ever had one of those encounters where it just seems really, really real? And that's what it was for me. And I remember God just, I was in this dark room and in my dream and I couldn't see anything. I was fumbling around. It's good to see you. Oh my goodness. She's back from the army, right? Gloria, it's so good to see you. We'll have to talk later. Was boot camp hard? Oh. The army, where the men are men and the women are too. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I tease, I tease. <laughs> That's what our master's commission director used to tell us about master's commission. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, rabbit trail. So, I remember, I remember in this dream, the Lord came to me and just in a really small whisper said, salvation 2020, salvation. And I said, God, what are you talking about? And I was looking for this voice all around this dark room. I knew I was on a foundation, but I couldn't see. And then again, a little bit louder, the voice whispered, salvation. And then the last time I'm going, where are you? Where are you talking from? And then 
I, and then the Lord said, in a loud, thunderous, and, I, and I'm not trying to over-exaggerate this because I have a tendency of doing that, so I want to be as, as, as real as I can with this. It felt like the house shook, like someone ran into the house, you know? And like the house shook, and like thunder just went boom, and, and, and the voice of the Lord said, salvation, and it shook the house. I woke up, I, I jumped out of bed because it startled me so much. And, and I did the first thing you do when you wake up, you go to the bathroom, right? And then second, you, you, I, I went out to the living room and I sat on my couch and I just began to just pray and seek the face of the Lord on what this meant. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me that 2020 will be the year of salvation. And so for a full, almost a full year, the Lord had been birthing this thing in my heart for 2020. And I shared it with the church at the beginning of this year, not knowing all the things that would happen this year, not knowing all the things that were gonna take place this year. And one thing that I've learned, not just this year, but in my time with the Lord is this, the response to the Father and what he's speaking determines if that word will take root and grow or shrivel up and die. You and I have a responsibility with the word of the Lord that is spoken to us and for us Everyone wants to hear the prophets. Everyone wants to hear what they're saying. But I want to encourage you today, find out for yourself what the Lord is saying. Begin to nurture that. Begin to take care of that. And begin to bathe that in prayer. Begin to bathe that in the word. And begin to bathe that with action. Because when we do those three things with the word of the Lord that is spoken to us, we'll begin to see the word of God take root in our hearts and begin to produce. Not shrivel up and die like the fig tree that Jesus cursed. You want to know why Jesus cursed the fig tree? Because the fig tree wasn't producing the kind of fruit that it has purpose and set out for. That's why, and Jesus says, this day you will die, and the fig tree just totally dismantled and shriveled up and died. That is a word of the Lord, that when we begin to partner with what the Holy Spirit's speaking to us and for us, a direction in our lives, we have to not just have faith, but we have to have action to what that faith produces in us. We have to move with him. We have to take steps with him. When he says go right, we go right. When he says go left, go left. There is a direction. No man can live by themselves. We have to be directed by the steps of the Lord. God will do the growing in your heart when he speaks a word to you. But he loves to partner with us. Because when he partners with us, and we partner with him, that simply means one thing is that he has our hearts. When we just expect God to do something for us without partnering with him, he may do those miracles and those things, but one thing's for sure this year that I've learned more than ever before that I have to partner with what God is saying. Yeah. I have to partner with what he's speaking to us. He wants to be your friend in the journey in the middle of all the business. Seeing God may have spoken something to you for this year in 2020. He may have spoken to you a promise. He may have spoken to you something. And then COVID happened. It was a wrench in the plans, wasn't it? But let's just take COVID here for out for a second. Maybe something else happened in your life that caused the word of God to be challenged in your life. To be challenged of what he's speaking to you. 
See, when God speaks, that word is true and forever remains. Forever true and forever remains. It does not stop because something happens. It doesn't stop because of sickness. It doesn't stop because of a wrench being thrown into your plans. It doesn't stop because something bad is going on in the world. That word must continue to go forward because when he speaks it, he means it, and he wants to partner with us to see that thing come to fruition. Amen? What happened this year didn't take God for surprise. That's amazing to think, isn't it? It didn't take God for surprise. The word of the Lord doesn't stop because something happened or a wrench got thrown into the plants or some resistance took place. His word must continue to move forward because when God speaks, it's always forward motion. It's always creative. God said, let there be light. And what happened? Light was formed. God said, looked at God, looked at, looked at his son, looked at Jesus and said, hey, it's not, it's not real good for just this. Let's create man in our own image. Boom, and then man was created. And then so on and so forth. When God speaks, creation follows. And that will continue to be the essence and the identity of God's word. In your life, when he speaks to you, creation will follow that word. Something will happen in your life if we submit to him. So how did God prove his salvation for 2020? How did he prove his salvation for 2020? Well, number one, he saved us from distraction. He gave all of us the opportunity to slow down, reset, and refocus on the important things. Now, if you're anything like me, when all this took place, February, late February, March, I remember it real clear. I was watching the news. It was around, we're celebrating the anniversary of COVID now. It's been a year. Okay? We're not celebrating anything, by the way. That's wrong, wrong choice of words. Okay? We're recognizing that it happened a year ago. I saw it. We had our, here at the church, we had our Valentine's banquet, and then we had our um, annual business meeting. Then we celebrated the life of somebody who had passed away, and then it was boom, done. We shut down the church. Anybody remember how that felt? Kind of all, all over the world, we all went, oh man, this is the real deal. And we all were okay with submitting for 15 days to slow the spread. All of us were. Okay, we can do this. We can do this. And the 15 days turn into 15 more days, 15 days, 30 days turn into 15 more days. And before you know it, now the word is that you better just get used to it because this is how it's going to be from now on. Right? First of all, this isn't a message about this, but help us, God, that the church is not dictated by the culture around us. Amen. And I remember, but what a great opportunity that God gave us to slow down and not be distracted by the things of this world anymore. It was a window in time where you and I had a great chance to refocus. Do you guys remember saying this? I remember saying this. For those of you who have family, you go, man, it's really nice having my kids home. 
Do you guys remember that? Maybe not. <laughs> right? Man, it's really nice just not having to go to school, not having to go to, to, to take them to sports, not having to take them to work, not having to take them to this, not having to do this, not having to do that. It's just really nice being here. What God did for us was give us the opportunity to remember the important things in our lives. He saved us from distraction. Because we were going down a path where everything was taking our time and church became something that we just did because it was part of our schedule. It wasn't something part of us. God brought us back from distraction. He brought us to a place where we realized the importance of spending time with him. I went into my prayer closet, if you will, more than I ever had before because I wanted to seek the Father's face. This morning we had a testimony of someone saying they literally set up a prayer closet in their, home, in their room, in their house, so they can bust away and break out from everything and just focus on Jesus. The other thing I believe that God did for us and saved us from, he provided an opportunity for the need of Jesus. Came, gave us back to the realization for the need of Jesus. Not religion, not church, not just being a good person, but the need for Jesus. Prior to COVID, there were a lot of things in front of Jesus, sports, business, work, etc. And this year gave us all the opportunity to remember our want and our need for Jesus. I, find my, I found myself during this last of the year, my passion for Christ growing like it's never grown before. And I pray and I hope to God that you guys took the opportunity for that to happen. That is his will, by the way. It doesn't ever stop. But a window was presented to us for us to be in his presence and to figure out what that really meant. Because we didn't have all the things that we had to go to, we could focus in on him. And then lastly, 2020 provided the opportunity for people to be introduced to a new life in Christ. You see, so many people this way, this, way, this year, even through various outreaches that we hosted here at the church, I'm so proud of our church for continuing to move forward in this mess. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the riots that took place, all the things that happened this year. I'm so proud of you for saying, you know what? We're gonna let faith be the action that we speak. But this year, so many people came to know who Jesus Christ was for the very first time. And we're gonna share a few of those testimonies later. Now, I'm not a construction worker. I would never claim to be one. Um, I tried building a garden table and it looked, I should have just gave it to elementary school to build it. They would have done a much better job, okay? I did an awful job on it. So I am not a construction builder, but there's a few things that you need in order to build a great, a great house or a great apartment complex or a great skyscraper. Is number one, you need a foundation, right? You need a really good, strong foundation. And of course, we all know that Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the foundation. But there's something about, I just love big buildings. I, I love looking at these really, like when I go to Chicago or we go to these certain places, I just, I, just, I just go, man, that's a huge building. You know, it's just one of these things where I go, how did they build that? And it was built so many years ago, right? The history behind these things, even in downtown La Crosse, just seeing these kind of things. But when you, when you, when you take an apartment complex, for instance, 
right? You gotta have a good foundation. If you don't have the foundation, anything that you choose to do on that will simply blow away. It will fall over if the foundation's not good. No matter what kind of structure you have around you, you can have the best structure in the world. If the foundation's not good, it's not gonna work. It's the same, right, when you build that and then you build on top of that. This layer right here has to have the same kind of, of strength to it in order to build on top of it because that ceiling is the next floor for the person that's living on top of that floor. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? You guys see where I'm going with this? And that's what 2020 has become to us. 2020 has become the, the, the next floor for us, if you will. I believe that our church is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. The foundation of the cornerstone Christ himself. And your lives are built on the cornerstone of Christ himself. God is moving us from one place and one level to the next place. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready for it, right? I'm ready for the next thing. Right? We're going to celebrate what God has done in 2020, but in order to build the right foundation, we're not going to go in to next year going, I can't, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. No, we're going to go in building the next floor by building a good foundation for the next year for us. And the way we're going to do that is by celebrating and declaring the goodness of God because we can never go wrong focusing in and worshiping Jesus. Never go wrong focusing and worshiping on Jesus. And that's what our lives are for. That's what we're about. We're about honing in on the presence of Jesus. I heard a, a pastor this last week in a podcast say this, and it wasn't even like that much revelation, but there was such passion to it. It spoke to my heart. He says, my life is nothing more than just the presence of Jesus. All I want is him. And let me tell you, going into 2021, we can't do it any other way but focusing in on Christ himself. Because we're about ready to build on the next layer. Come on, somebody. We're not in the layer place anymore. We're not going to be living in this 2020 realm anymore. That is finished. It's done. The ceiling has been built for the next thing in our lives. For the next thing in our lives. The question, the real question is, are we ready to submit, live, and have passion for Christ? in this whole thing. Will we say yes? You know, you know what your yes does? Your yes simply invites the more for God to live in your life. That's it. When you say yes, it invites God's more for you. How many guys want more of God? Keep saying yes to him. Keep saying yes to him. I want God activity in my life. I want God motion in my life. I want God to continue to create in my life. I want God to continue to do these things in my life, to continue to give me passion for the next thing. I want God to do that. So I have to be willing to say yes when he speaks the direction I need to go. I have to be willing to say yes, because when I do that, God's presence will show up for us. It's when we resist what he's trying to do. It was when we dig our heels in and we say, no, we're not going to do that. Listen, if you, oh, Jesus help us. If we decide to dig our heels in and resist, we will miss the next thing that God has. We're going to miss it. And I'm not about to miss what God has for us. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know it ain't a good term, but who cares? 
It's not going to happen. Because I want to see God move like never before. I want to see him move with salvation, with people coming to know who Jesus Christ is. We are entering the last and final stretch. Guys, we are in the fourth quarter. We're in the fourth quarter and we can't give up. We can't back down. We can't settle back and say, well, you know, let's just go to church and let's just do the religious thing. Let's just do that. No. You know what that is? That's consumerism at its finest. And if there's anything that 2020 did, it broke the back of consumerism. Get ready. God's going to begin to speak to you. Artina, if you can come up. God's going to begin to continue to speak to you. He's going to speak to you some new things that we just have to simply yes to. Why? Because your foundation is built on the strong foundation of Jesus Christ himself. The layers have been built. It's time to move to the next place. And as I think back of the progression, and if you're a guest with us this morning, just bear with us. I'm going to talk about our church for a second. As I think back on the progression of how God has built what he's doing here, the reason why I shared with you the previous New Year's revelations, because as I look back and I was thinking about this today, as I was just kind of looking over my message and praying in the morning, I thought, you know, 2016, the New Year's revelation was come alive. And for those of you who remember who were here, you will know, and I know this because I'm your pastor, I get to lead this ship with you, right? So I pay attention to this stuff. 2016 was come alive. And that, I can, I can, I can look back to the day that that was the day, that was a year that the Holy Spirit sparked something inside of all of us, inside this church, to believe for the greater, to believe that God has a plan, that God can do something. And then 2017 came along and it was live the promise Live the promise. That was the year. We sold some property and we paid off the debt, almost all the debt of this church. That's amazing. If you know the history, we're at $1.8 million in debt as the overhead. Now we're roughly about 500,000. I believe we're gonna pay this sucker off. Well, no one's working anymore. When did we ever, when did we ever, that? God is much bigger than that, amen? 2018 was Thrive. We live the promise. In 2018, we thrive. That's the, year, that's the year that we began construction on this new portion back over here. That's when we laid the cement, started working on things. 2019 was strong. And if you knew all the things that, that I know that I can't share with you, you'll know that this, in 2019, there are many families who develop strength in their own personal lives, in their marriages, and with their children. It may have not come the way you thought it would come. It may have come through a few arguments, a few things that you had to get through, but God taught us how to rely on him not on our own strength. Because when we're weak, he's strong. Then in 2020, just this year, all the things that we talked about, slowing down, remembering who he was, 
And I can't wait for 2021 and the new things that God has in store for us. I don't wanna make this message of coming to an end and then starting a brand new, but there is something very significant. God is speaking to his church. There's a conversation happening right now with the body of Christ where the old is gone and the new will be set into order this coming year. I don't like to work in timelines because God has no timelines. But for us, here at River of Life Church, we're declaring the goodness of God as the foundation for the next thing. Amen. See, no matter how this ends, no matter how we end this year, however we end this year, it will be a precursor to how we kick off the new year. No matter what comes, come on somebody, no matter what happens, and comes our way. We will have a foundation of worship declaring his goodness. And I'm gonna end with this scripture verse and we're gonna share a few testimonies. Revelation, Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 through 12. I don't have it on the screen. If you have your Bibles, you can look it up. Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 through 12. As I was kind of looking over my notes this morning, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, this is where the body of Christ is at right now. I, and I believe that. I firmly believe that because I know that this is where we're at right now as people. And it says this, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Verse 11, And they triumph, they meaning us, mean you, they triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. That's where we're at, church. That's why the world right now seems chaotic. That's why the world right now seems like it's going crazy. We don't know who's going to be in the office come January 20. We don't know what's going to take place. We, you can say whatever, we can argue, we can debate all we want to. But we are not the people who will side with the voice of the enemy. We are the people who will side with the voice of God Amen. that says, I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. This last week, a few testimonies came in. Here's a few of them. I give praise that Jesus loves Jeremy. This is a mom. Even more than I do. Also that the new trail medication is shrinking Jeremy's cancer. Hallelujah. Another one. Completely defeated. I completely defeated alcohol. I changed focus from doing stupid things to the important things in life. I also joined River of Life Church. Here's another one. God has given me the greatest gift one could receive. He brought me to him. I've been saved. No greater gift exists. Hashtag 2020. Here's another one. I'm thankful for finances to show up when we needed them. Family members moving into newer homes, 
new friends, and new health. Here's another. An adopted family. Found a, adopt, a family that would adopt my girls and love them for who they are. I'm thankful for me getting back into church and that love has been brought back to my life. Here's another one. Very simple. I've been blessed with this church. Another one. God has renewed my joy and my hope. Another. At the time where companies were laying off its workers because of spike in COVID-19 cases, God lifted me and gave me employment in a position that I had always wanted. God has been good to me in 2020. Hallelujah. And the last, thank God for new job, many new opportunities, pay raises and bonuses, and a new home. God did something in 2020. Despite what everything looks like on the outside, God's view is much different. So what I want to do right now is just kind of have an open mic and ask you guys to come up. Now remember what I said, everyone waits for that first person. Be the first. What did God do for you this year? Come on, Natalie. Can you guys help me with that camera? Let's try to point that down here. Go ahead, guys. Who's up? Here, come over this way, guys, so we can stay right in the center. Come on. And we can have this camera focus in on you guys. Thank you. So my once atheist son now is a believer. Yay! Thank you, God. And for about six months, God has been whispering to me that I am gonna be going into missions, and so I need prayer. Yay! Wow. Awesome. awesome, come on. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Um, this is, might be a little bit longer, but I'm gonna try to like shorten it. So in 2020, Dave and I felt God telling us to move and to adopt two little girls. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to cry into our family in 2019. And we have 10, we already had eight kids at that point. And we kind of went, we're old. We don't wanna really wanna do this. But we felt like God was saying that. And in order to, to be able to adopt them, we needed to move. So we felt like God says, okay, move. Well, if you know how, what moving's like, moving, some of you know personally how hard it is to move 10 kids. Um, uh, actually, 10 kids in our immediate family. Anyway, God worked it all out, and um, we sold our house in the middle of 2020, in the middle of COVID, like in April of 2020, bought our house and moved to Wisconsin, from Minnesota to Wisconsin, and um, moved our kids' schools. Our kids have been in school the whole time through COVID this, the, at the beginning of this year, which is a huge blessing to us. And just like God continues to just like, give us these amazing blessings and confirmations of us moving to Wisconsin. And like, I, when I think back, I'm just amazed at like in the middle of all of that, this is what God did. On April 23rd of 2020, which was in the middle of the beginning of all the shutdown, um, we sold our house and adopted our girls all within an hour in our car. And that's a God thing. Like that's a huge God thing. Like it was crazy. But the other really big thing, in 2018, we shared about our son, Justice, had cancer for the third time. He was nine, yeah, 
He was nine. And um, Jake had us come up, and I know you guys, a lot of you guys have been praying, so I really felt like God was saying, you need to share and let them know what this has done. 2020, so Justice has had his um, six-year anniversary of his diagnosis on December 16th of 2020. It was six years since he was first diagnosed with cancer. He was five when that happened. It reoccurred twice, so he's fought cancer three times. This year in 2020 has been the most, sorry. He has had the most normal year since 2014. He was able to be a kid. It's a God thing. Yay! Come on, Jesus. Yay, God. That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> Who else? I'd like to share something and come on up here and just share. Come on, Ryan. I got this thing on my wrist that lets me know my heartbeat. It's 115, not a public speaker. <laughs> my mom gave uh, her life to Jesus this year. Yay! So we, uh, we've been really digging into uh, uh, Psalm 91. We took it as an inoculation for us for this year in this pandemic. And uh, the, there's nothing I can do to earn my way into heaven. There's nothing I can do to uh, um, gain God's grace. I have it. And I put together a, uh, just I meditated and it's gonna, it shouldn't take too long. Please don't shake out of my hand, phone. If, not because I have to, but because I get to. I'm blessed to, I'm led to. Love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. To top it off, I am privileged to see others through the eyes of a loving brother. I'm established and marked with a seal. Holy Spirit quickens me to meditate on the truth to be slow to speak and slow to become angry. I am protected by a host of heaven's angels and the works of my hands are blessed. Everywhere I step, I am blessed to be a blessing. The Lord is my shepherd, I have no lack. My possessions are simply God showing off how good he is. I do not idolize stuff, but I'm grateful to the giver. If I do to receive, I miss the mark. I seek not a reward here and now. I steady my pace to finish the race and every opportunity he provides. I understand I am accountable as much as I understand that I can't do it without him and the help of his saints. Humbly, I walk with one foot in front of the other toward a path already paved with obstacles already defeated. Glory, glory, glory. In the physical, things may seem too good to be true. In the kingdom, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for us who love him. If a word, if, a word that'll shake filthy rags, but confirm a confidence for those in Christ. That's for every single one of us in here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's so awesome. Praise the Lord. It's good to declare his goodness. Amen. Come on, Reggie. Yeah. All that I would say now is God has been good from beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020. God has been good to me. In 2019, December, I was graduating from Stout, and I invited my parents to come and attend my graduation. Uh, they couldn't get an interview date, so they didn't go for the interview for 2019. So after my graduation, I decided in January that, okay, why don't I send them an invite for them to come and visit me? God knew the reason why he didn't allow them to come in 20, 
19 December because he knew that there's going to be another pandemic or COVID whereby my parents would be worried that, hey, Reggie is the only one here. Every day they'll be calling me and finding out there is that, that, that. But God didn't want them to be doing that. God planned for them to come and be with me in the midst of the pandemic. So in January, I sent them the invite. They attended the interview and got the visa. They came here in March 4th. Two days after they got to the US, Ghana border was closed, so nobody was allowed to move out or move in. This can only be done by God. He orchestrates all our steps. As Pastor Jake says, our steps are always ordered. So whatever thing that you find yourself in, know that God is preparing something better for you, ahead of you, and better than whatever thing that you expected him to do. So God brought my parents with me here. They lived with me for eight months. That was a lot of months to be with my parents. So I'm very happy that 2020, God has been good to me. Amen. God gave me a job that I, I always expected. I always, I was willing, it was my hard desire to get that job. And God gave me a job not too far from Alaska so that I'll be able to come to church. This can only be God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. Come on. That's awesome. Come on, Amy. Praise the Lord. That's good. That's good. Hi. So um, some of you might know that in March of this past year, my husband passed away from um, a three-year battle with cancer. And um, while everybody's life was kind of slowing down, ours was ramping up um, just because I was having to kind of understand what it is to be a single mom and take care of, you know, the house. And um, with my work, I was needing to work. So things were really um, a little bit crazy in our house. Um, and, you know, and then I'm still trying to figure out like how to grieve because it was very devastating, um, you know, to lose, to lose my husband. So um, one of the things the Lord began to speak to me about is um, he is my first fruits and um, time is uh, first fruits. And so I just began to just start giving him my time because it was time that I felt like I was losing. And um, that's basically what I started doing every morning. Um, I would, uh, he actually would speak when I would wake up, he would say, first fruits. And I would immediately just get up and spend time with him because I knew that I just had to dedicate the entire day to him. Um, and uh, over, I don't know, like I just, um, you know, the emptiness that I had in my heart from losing my husband, he just began to fill with himself. And, um, you know, it's still hard. You know, we all have days. It's, it's still, it's hard when you lose somebody, but that, um, that, that deep emptiness that I had, he has uh, really poured more of himself um, in those areas, and which is so good because then I'm able to, you know, give to others and and to my kids, you know, to be, you know, to be that that rock for them. So, I would just encourage you all to just, you know, give that 
you know, that time to him, you know, your, the, the first fruits is his. So. Amen. That's so good. So good.